everyone, welcome back to the Earthbound Survival Guide. We assume you're coming back because this really should not be your first episode, but anyway. This is a podcast for Earthbound fans, disciplines, paths, players, game masters. I am, of course, Dan. My co-host is, of course, Josh. Hi, everybody. And on today's podcast, we will be discussing all things thaumaturgical and extraplanar, because we are going to talk about nethermancers in detail. Why do you have to go, f- why do you have to go fancy? You could just say all things spooky. Because it's, 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 it's my shtick. <laughs> but yes, all things creepy, crawly, spooky, and weird. Because we actually have an expert here. Uh, a, Josh is the line developer. And B, Josh is actually... Well, I am a, I am a... I am a developer. Fair. We have a team. Yes. And is also running a troll nethermancer in the Legends of Earthdawn podcast. Yes. So, you've got first-hand experience to, to throw our way... I, I, I have recent <laughs> experience, <laughs> as opposed to most of the other stuff where it's Five not years direct old. play. Yeah, yeah we're, we're still going. <laughs> uh, we had a big chunk of downtime uh, in our session this past Monday, and um, uh, Virag is seventh circle. Woo! Nicely done. So yeah, go get, get caught up on those. I'm actually uh, going back and starting from the beginning on those. I'm up to 14 again, so I'm... I'm playing catch up, but otherwise, if you have any questions for us today about what we're going to talk about tonight on this in here podcast, uh, please feel free to email us at edsgpodcast at gmail.com. And otherwise, we will get into the thick of things here and talk about nethermancers and all things spooky. Yes. So anyway, so tell us what it's like to play one, because I know magicians are cool. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't everything in Earthdawn awesome? I know. Most of it is. Most yeah. of it is, yeah. Um, so. it, is, it is certainly great, if not <laughs> awesome. No, playing another mancer is is fun. There is something if you're like goth, if you're like <laughs> into the spooky, creepy, the offbeat, unsettling, potentially antisocial type, uh, the another mancer might might be up your alley. They are likely, yeah. especially useful. In, in the grand scheme of things within the setting, but because of what they deal with, um, they tend to make people uncomfortable. And so, yeah, if you like to make people uncomfortable, play another answer. Yeah. I mean, you can make people <laughs> uncomfortable with any discipline, to be completely honest. True. But uh, the nethermancer is, is the one to go. Now, the name is, is significant that it is nethermancer and not necromancer. A yes. lot of people do come towards it with that attitude. Mm-hmm. And while nethermancers do deal with death and spirits and the afterlife to a certain extent, supernatural um, they stuff, they yeah. are not the, they are a spellcasting type that is frequently cast as the villain, but that is not uh, necessarily the case only because people hate and fear things they don't understand so we're here to help you understand nethermancers so that you'll a want to play them (laughs) and b know how to play them properly how's that Mm -hmm. uh i do think i'm gonna skip ahead real quick they have the longest half magic ability i've i've seen in the fourth edition here but we'll get there in a minute or so that is the longest paragraph for half magic i think of any of the disciplines yeah elementalist is about the same no no not even well Elementalist is close. It's close, yeah. Word count. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Nethermancers are yeah. huge. The, well, that's because like anytime you mention stuff that the that the Nethermancer deals with, you ne- you have to talk about <laughs> spirits, horrors, horror constructs, undead. Like there's a litany of stuff that they're kind of that is in their their wheelhouse. Yeah. They're not necessarily jack of all trades. They're the jack of this really narrow focus of trades. Yes. So jack of the spooky trades. <laughs> Yes, they do focus on the magic of the nether worlds, other planes, spirits, as you said, and they are they do present themselves as a little off or I can't say disinterested sometimes, but sometimes just con- you know worried about something in the in the distance or the near future or something that not everybody else is maybe aware of. And so they're always I can't say a little distant. Does that sound right? They are uh, aware perhaps more than anybody of the fleeting nature of life and existence and how this one that we have is merely one aspect of it and that there are things and realms and spaces beyond that mm-hmm. draw their interest yeah so if you catch them if you catch another mention looking far off into the, into the distance maybe not ask <laughs> maybe not so 
as with every spellcaster, the important attributes are, of course, going to be charisma and perception. Uh, sorry, perception and willpower, but they've thrown charisma in as well for the Nethermancers. Yeah, charisma, which might seem a little bit off if because of the way that Nethermancers are perceived. But the charisma is kind of a, of a secondary important stat because they deal with spirits and interacting with spirits and whatnot, as we discussed in our recent illusionist. Uh, well, as oh, we no, discussed in our, in our episode of, well, yeah, elementals as well, but also as we talked about in our recent episode about interaction tests and things like that, having a higher charisma uh, might make it easier to strike deals or otherwise work with uh, spirits, whether ones that you summon or... Uh, that you find free roaming within the various places of, of bar save. Yeah. And looking at it now, actually only the elementalist does not list charisma as an important attribute. The wizard does, the nethermancer does, the element and the illusionist does. So, okay. I misspoke. My fault. Want to clear that one yeah, up? Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the elementalist, I think, doesn't have it listed because they don't really have any talents that are based off of it, which is really what they're, what those important signify. attribute lists are like these are the ones like these are the talents that that yeah these are the attributes that many of their talents are based on absolutely i understand that uh so the karma ritual um the nethermancer drinks tea with the spirit servant or other otherworldly creature and talks of life beyond this world i love the fact that theirs is so calm and for another mancer who as you said might become off a little creepy or a little disturbing they're just drinking tea i i love the fact that it's kind of a, a counterpoint to their persona or their presentation to the, to yes, the rest of the world it's, it's very it's very civilized it is very <laughs> mannerly i mean yes you you are doing it with you know some kind of of spirit or otherworldly creature but it mm-hmm. is still you know the the as people from england and the uk uh will tell you tea the ritual of tea yes is oh. a Japanese tea ceremony, especially. Or, or Japanese tea ceremony, you know, things like that. That, that there is a, a kind of a, an important symbolic ritual significance to it. And I think having that as an aspect of, of the Nethermancer is, is kind of cool. Yes, I agree. It, it doesn't exist as they go along with the geishas who have to memorize and know that tea ceremony. But still, very cool to have. And I, like I said, I like the dichotomy therein of the karma ritual. So the artisan skills, and this is, of course, just the first little glimpse of the tweaked nature of nethermancers the artisan skills recommended are of course robe embroidery just for your spell matrices in the old days or bone carving not wood carving (laughs) not runic carving bone carving yes yeah (laughs) i don't know i don't feel like i don't feel like i need to comment on that (laughs) they're just a little pretty that's all pretty well yeah i mean the the use of of bones and things like that in magic and ceremony and ritual Mm -hmm. is something that is while not necessarily common is kind of widespread within to to greater or lesser extents within historical cultures i mean you take a look at you know to to draw from european medieval culture Mm -hmm. the the importance and significance of bones of of the saints you know places that that would be holy sites because they would have a relic that was the finger bone of of saint somebody or other or yeah you know things like that and then kind of getting outside of that into into other cultures the 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 bones being you know the what is left behind when all of the 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 temporary flesh and meat has gone the bones continue to to stay for a long time absolutely you know bones being you know early on you know broken animal bones broken and sharpened to use as as early weapons weapons and things like that there's a lot of you know there's a lot of of ritual and symbolic meaning that can be bound up within bones and you could even go so far as to have you know instead of as to have your grimoire be runes and and sigils inscribed onto bones like for example the uh, chain of skulls which is another mantic grimoire that is described in one of the early books yeah which is basically the 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 top part of the skulls of the nethermancer the nethermancer masters of this order that when they died their you know the top part of their skull is taken and inscribed with the the spells and such that they developed as as part of this organization and those are you know, all kind of changed together and, and passed on as a significant relic of this secret society. Yeah. Uh, my my friend has a Tuscrang Nethermancer 
and he bought a, a special pair of D6 that actually are called bone dice. And mm-hmm. he's got two D6 that are bone dice. And so anytime he casts a spell that is around that level to use any kind of D6s at all, he has to use those just because you can. So why yeah. not? <laughs> So the half magic ability that I spoke of earlier is, like I said, incredibly long. Since you play one, how about you just paraphrase it instead of having me read from the text? Um, so the Nethermantic half magic the, is, like most magicians, um, allows you allows the, the, the Nethermancer to kind of recognize and understand various forms of magic. Obviously, Nethermantic magic, they would have an easier time than, than other schools, but they would be able to recognize that. Uh, rituals, blood magic. Um, you know, all those sorts of, of things are right. But then on top of that, they, they have the potential to know about, um, spirits and undead and horrors and horror constructs because those are all part of the lore and knowledge that they would gain over the course of their, over the course of their career and their interactions and the things that they learn over the, the course of time. Um, so they get all of that. And then much like elementalists get a half magic ability to be able to sense the presence of elemental spirits in the area. Um, Nethermancers uh, can also um, detect the presence of ally spirits nearby through the use of their half magic. Yeah, and I love the fact that the Game Master may choose to make this half magic test on behalf of the Nethermancer as this innate sense is always on. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those, oh, your spider sense is tingling, by the way. <laughs> and, yet, and yet another reason why the Nethermancer might seem a little bit distant or distracted, he is noticing or paying attention to things that are not visible to <laughs> the naked eye. Normal folk. <laughs> it reminds me of a, it's a Lovecraft adventure. We ran in call of Cthulhu where after the whole thing was over, the only way you could possibly see the elder creatures was to be just a slightly bit tipsy. And so my character survived one of very few. And I actually walked around all the time, just slightly tipsy, just so I could see them. So something along the lines of they live, I guess. So Mm, anyway, good movie. good movie. Do we have any pop culture references we can think of for Nethermancers? Because we do this with everybody else. And I want to stop here real quick before we get, because I can't honestly pull up anything other than I have a, a short story I came across once upon a time called On the Far Side of the Cadillac Desert with Dead Folk, written by Joe Lansdale. Oh, Lansdale. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, I needed to get that in before I forgot about it. So I can't otherwise think of any um, that come to mind. Well, I, I, there's a, there's an offbeat one that I want to mention that it wouldn't necessarily be considered a Nethermancer right offhand. Fair. But, but I think it, it plays into that theme. Um, if you've ever seen The Frighteners. Oh, by, yeah. um, Stephen Lord King? of the Rings director guy. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. Yes. I can't believe that. No. So <laughs> it's Peter Jackson name. directed film, The Frighteners, um, starring Michael J. Fox as a yes. guy. Who has the ability to see ghosts? I love that and movie, it, and it and it's a great movie. Um, and it kind of you know like messes with his life in mm-hmm. some respects. Yeah. Um, he could like he could be a take on a on another mancer. Yeah, he could um, cast some spells, an, but he's, he's an unwilling one. But yeah. yeah, I mean, he can't really cast spells. But there's the there's the interaction with spirits and the the realms beyond. Yeah. Let's see. He'd be an initiate. Um, he, he wouldn't get to first circle to cast spells just yet. So he's an initiate. <laughs> there are some. Like, I could see taking some, again, like, not as magicians, but you could maybe take, like, characters who are interested in, like, the weird or the offbeat. Like, you, could, I could see, I could see a, an argument being made for Fox Mulder to maybe be another mancer um, yeah, from X-Files. Totally, totally. You know, obviously, he's not dealing with, like, go, like, but, I mean, the ghosts and the weird undead, stuff and, yeah, and things like that. Spirits and supernatural. Um, some of the characters from like David Lynch stuff. Fair. Again, like to, like to go maybe half a step aside from Fox Mulder. Um, Kyle McLaughlin's character in Twin Peaks. Yeah. I'm thinking the characters like the from, FBI from the TV show that. Supernatural. My friends watch it. I do not, but yeah. Oh, yeah. That's actually, that's actually a good one. I, you could argue that, um, John Constantine of, um, oh, yeah. Of DC Comics and, and Hellraiser. Totally. Could could be considered a, another mancer, largely because of the, the association with the the like demons and like kind of spirit world as, as that magician. Yeah. I think if you had to pick like one of the four, mm-hmm. like he that would be what he is. Cool. You could probably find a lot of. Um, oh, 
I was like, okay, maybe if you like, you have to go to like, um, like urban fantasy fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Anita Blake when she's you know not being a sex fiend. <laughs> you know, but she's. I mean, she's a, she's a like she raises zombies and and stuff like that. So yeah. like you could there's some of that there. Fair. But like most of the time when you're talking about like pop culture presence of things that would be close to a nethermancer, mm-hmm. a lot of times you're looking at villains. I want to say Hellboy, but I'm probably a little off base because it's been a while since I've read the comics and seen the movie. So yeah, I would say probably not Hellboy himself so much, but perhaps his adoptive father. Uh, yeah, okay, would would be more appropriate because he was more of the of the scholar magician student, whereas Hellboy largely just like shoots and stuff. punches stuff. <laughs> which in Earthdawn you can see. do, which which you can do in Earthdawn. Yes. More so than most. So yeah, no that that would be that would be a thing. Uh, Thulsa Doom from uh, the, the original Arnold Schwarzenegger Conan movie. Yeah, um, could an argument could be made that he p- could perhaps be a, a, a nethermancer. Fair. You know, I, I part of this part of the 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 appeal, at least for me, of the nethermancer is that it takes a common fantasy magical stereotype mm-hmm. that is to say that the necromancer yes and twists it a little bit mm-hmm. and and makes it something that is familiar but still its own thing um, yeah, and that may twist. be part of why yeah that may be part of why it's it's a lot more difficult perhaps to come up with like pop culture obvious references. pop yeah. culture references because of that you know slightly different angle agreed so I figured we get to those real quick, just in case we hit upon something that we can talk about any one of those aspects on, because as you said, this is the, the Earth Dawn twist on something mm-hmm. kind of familiar. So let's dive in. First circle, and of course they get the durability of three because they're a spellcaster. Yep. Yeah. And the two free standard matrices. That's Absolutely. The, that's the standard starting allotment for any of the magician disciplines, you know, the the versatility and flexibility that being a magician brings to the table mm-hmm. in that you've got spells that allow you to do different things based on your loadout and what you've, you know, what you want to accomplish. Whereas, you know, a more traditional martial discipline, like a warrior or a sword master, or even a troubadour or somebody like that yeah. is largely limited by their talent selection. Magicians get this whole other batch of stuff that, that comes along and so they you know don't get the the physical the the physical sustainability you know through the durability that also kind of plays into the stereotype of the magicians being less physically potent and whatnot yes so i'm going to skip it, uh, to the end real quick just so we can get them out of the way of course your first circle discipline talents are going to be spell casting and thread weaving yeah we're just going to cover those because and, then, and pattern and pattern craft as well. Pattern craft. That's how you learn magic. Well, so so pattern craft, spell casting, thread weaving, the three, like if you are a magician, those are like every all magicians get those in their first circle discipline talents because you need them to be able to learn spells, prepare spells, and cast spells. Since spells are your thing, you need all of those. Yes. So we'll get right through those and to your other two discipline talents, Astral Sight, which of course is they're not the only ones who get who get astral sight, but I think they, they than most. Yeah, wizards get it. Wizards they get it discipline at second it. circle, but nethermancers get it discipline first. at first, which makes sense again, given their focus and emphasis on astral space and the residence there and the nether worlds mm-hmm. and things like that. the 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 wizards' yeah. astral sight is more to examine like spell patterns and magical stuff, whereas opposed to uh, the the nethermancers. Yeah. And then the last one, because we already covered pattern craft, spellcasting, trade weaving, is Frighten. Frighten. Which again kind of leads to their I'm a little off yeah. as I present myself to the world nature. Frighten so. Frighten <laughs> is a is a is a potent debuff. You basically creep the heck out of people, imposing penalties on them as a result of successful mystic defense targeting. It is it, it's yeah. actually potentially more potent than taunt in its way. Ooh, nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the taunt provides test penalties and 
bonus and penalties to social defense. Frightened doesn't affect defenses at all, but it mm-hmm. actually does provide penalties to all tests for against while. them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, frightened, frightened does have the potential to be shaken off. Um, through the use of just raw willpower tests or mm-hmm. talents like Heartening Laugh or Lionheart, which become available sort of later later on. But yeah, Frighten, <laughs> Virag does not use Frighten very often, um, largely because I... there's other stuff. And my imagining of her is that she is less of the sort of playing against type and being less of the spooky, intense, intimidating Nethermancer. Yeah. But when she, like... She's already a troll. That's, that's she's already know. a troll. But like <laughs> pulling at, pulling out the frighten is, in a way, kind of pulling out the big guns. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I'll it is a, it is a very potent and a very useful, <laughs> uh, very useful talent because that that is actually in in a way a, a good defensive talent for another mancer. Um, the the drawback that that frighten has is that it does take your action. But if you use it against somebody who is trying to come and attack you and you succeed, they will have a harder time hitting you. Yeah, because they're automatically to minus two and stuff. Right. But the Nethermancer gets a couple of spells that that synergize, that are intentionally designed to synergize really well with the Frightened Talent. Yes. Death's Head spell, which oh, allows totally. you to which allows you to spell. basically change Frightened from a standard action <laughs> to a simple action. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's Fog of Fear allows you to use a single frightened test to affect multiple people. Yeah. It's yeah. built in there for a reason at first circle. Oh, it's it's a it's a <laughs> it's a great talent. I I honestly I don't use it so much in part because Virag is kind of built as a pseudo wizard nethermancer. Fair. Um a lot of the optional talents that will go through I, I picked up because I also like wizards and what they can do with magic really, really well. Mm-hmm. So I just I don't use frightened very much. Okay, I was I was seeing this look on your face like maybe I should use that more often now that I think about it. <laughs> well, the the drawback to frighten is the that endurance. Well, the 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 one of the drawbacks to frighten is that typically undead and horrors and horror constructs are immune to fear. Exactly. And so, and so therefore, frighten is used against normal folks. <laughs> And you use other stuff against the, uh, the the horrors. Yeah. So, okay. A second circle. They get a plus one, of course, to their mystic defense. Pretty obvious for magicians. That's, I think, uh, pretty standard. Yes, as we've mentioned before. And then, of course, second circle, steel thought, because you got to have that eventually. Right. Uh, steel thought is a great talent. Uh, it is one of the active defenses. It is the one that allows... Basically, if an if an attack targets the magician's mystic defense, mm-hmm. then you can roll steel thought to try and bolster yourself to avoid the effect of whatever it is um, at the last moment, similar to the way that you would use avoid blow to try and dodge or, or parry a physical attack. Yeah, it, steel thought is one of the most beautiful inventions of this game ever. So, and I can't say that enough on any time we talk about it. There you are. I'm moving on to third circle. So the... Another mentor finally gets to use a point of karma once per round on any test against a horror, horror construct, or undead target. Yep. So yeah, they right become they become more they right. become more effective against those things. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Exactly. I know I know what you are. I know how to take care of you. And then spirit talk as your discipline talent. Yes, this is similar to the the elementalist ability, el, uh, elemental tongues. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference being that this one allows you to speak to ally spirits, which are the the Nethermancer's spirit type, mm-hmm. and it allows you to communicate with any kind of ally spirit or entity, even those who might not normally speak your language or don't communicate verbally. It basically allows you to effectively communicate with with stuff like that. Yeah, wood spirits, wind spirits, but as you said, ally spirits are the primary focus. Yeah, ally, well, yeah, I mean, wind wind spirits are elementals and so would not be subject to this. Oh, sorry. But yeah, basically, like, if there is a spirit that for some reason, you know, does not have a, doesn't actually have the ability to, to speak or doesn't know, or it's a, or it's the ghost of an old adventurer who speaks a different language, the, the mm-hmm. talent allows the Nethermancer to still be able to communicate with them. Cool. Because, of course, then you get that at third circle, and at fourth circle, you get spirit hold as your discipline right. talent. Which is, again, the ally spirit equivalent to 
elemental hold where you can basically have a spirit, an ally spirit, basically hold it in place and, uh, and, um, Keep you know, force around. it to stay put and listen to you. <laughs> um, and also at fourth circle, you get a bonus to social defense. Exactly. So mystic and social right then and there. So first four circles, again, those are all discipline talents and there is nothing that I can find to poke holes in that needed to be replaced mm-hmm. because yeah. spirits are their thing. Steel thought is, oh yeah, baby, got to have that there. Astral yes. sight. Steel thought is great. Astral sight and, and frighten. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, right it's, it's a, it's a really, yeah. I mean, it's, it is the selection of abilities that lines up, lines up pretty well. Yeah. So now we get to the options and this is where Virag get to ha- got to have some fun per se. Yes. So we'll begin with arcane mutterings, which is the a la peanut butter sandwiches of. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about this. I think. <laughs> I think most, I think all magicians get this as an option. Um, it just basically allows you to distract or unsettle the, the, the target. I think for, I think it is sort of archetypally more of a wizard slash nethermancer talent than it would be uh, an elementalist or illusionist, just because, um, the, the nethermancer's version of it would be much more of the sort of spooky chanting and dire portents, whereas the wizard would largely I suspect he's kind of talking around them and using uh, techno babble and things like that. No, to confirm, every single magician, as you said, gets okay. arcane mutterings as an option. So pretty sure, all there, pretty sure, I'll have a chance to get them. And no, you are you're correct. I'm flipping through the books as fast as I can. Avoid blow because it never hurts for a magician to get out of the way it, of it something. Never, it never <laughs> hurts to have it as an option. It's it's probably not super high on the choice list. Because you've got Frighten that you can use to dissuade people from attacking you in the first place. Mm-hmm. But it's like many of the sort of active defense talents. It's a good one to just kind of have in in most characters pools just as a, an option to take. If you are going to have somebody who for some reason is going to be having a character that is going to be in close range scrapping it up somehow. Yeah. Because I've had people play them in a smaller party, and so they've needed to have avoid blow. So, and they haven't. Yeah. But now, and it, and it also, yeah, it also works well because the um, the Nethermancer gets shield mist, which is a spell I think at first circle that basically enhances their avoid blow ability. Yeah, it provides a so, bonus to avoid blow, so that's you know that can that kind of synergizes well with that. But absolutely, Virag did not take it. <laughs> Virag, to, Virag has avoid blow as a skill. Ah, so you can't use karma on it. No, but th- but that's fine. If I'm at the with the size of our group and the combat, like sort of frontline combat capability that we've got, yeah. The the avoid blow is okay. I have shield mist up, and so I've got it at effectively like re- like step eleven or so. Yeah, that's not for for out. avoid blow, which is yeah. Pretty you know, it, it's the sort of I will I will toss it out if I need to. But we're getting to the point now where even that, I think, might not be high enough. Admittedly, I think Virag's physical defense is the lowest of her stats. Fair enough. But again, you should not be mixing it up in live and in person. Uh, On to awareness. Awareness. You know, you've got a character who's got perception as an important attribute. Awareness is another like really kind of broadly useful all around talent. Um, again, one that. I ended up taking the skill version of it for Virag to get a rank or two so that I would have two die six. Actually, I think I'm up to now D8, D6 for Virag's awareness. Mm-hmm. But we had, like, our group, we had a scout. Yes. You know, like, I I you don't need, need to it. take awareness. No. You know, like, uh, my awareness is astral sight. I've got that really high. I do the awareness in the astral space. Yes. The regular awareness is more like scouts and... Things like that. Yeah, let, 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 let those folks do their job. You'll do your job. And right. as, as you said, the Nethermancer, Astral Sight's the talent. Again, it's it, the discipline it, it, talent. Is a, it is a potentially very <laughs> useful, it is a potentially useful talent. So it, it, it is in their pool. Yeah, if you're walking around as the only person who can actually notice things, then sure, take up awareness as a, as a Nethermancer, but still, hopefully yeah, someone I mean, else you know, Again, these are things that, that you would want to potentially take depending on your group makeup and various roles that people might fill and Stuff. Yeah. And then one of the more fun ones that I don't think we've actually talked about at all. I think command, they're the only ones that get it. Command Nightflyer. Command Nightflyer. Yeah. I, Virag <laughs> took this. for there, there's, a, there's a couple of reasons that Virag took this, and that is because there are a few spells that basically require you to have the talent if you want to use them. 
Oh, fair enough. There's um, Nightflyer's Cloak, which allows you to take the form of a night of a of a Nightflyer. Yes. If you have the command Nightflyer talent, mm-hmm. then you can basically shapeshift into a Nightflyer, whether that is a Krill Worm or a Bat or an Owl. And Vireg has used that ability uh, to save her own life. <laughs> um, in, in fact, in a um, one of the recent Legends episodes that went up, Vireg got uh, knocked off of an airship and happened to have uh, Nightflyer's cloak in a matrix and changed <laughs> into an owl as she was falling and so managed to avoid dying. There's, um, so that's useful to have Nightflyers in general, um, like the command Nightflyer ability. You can, there's uh, some other spells that tie into it and krill worms and bats and owls and things like that. It kind of like does, does a, a little bit of a, like a spooky Beastmaster kind of thing. Yeah. That goes along with it. it it's, it's, it's cool. It's a nice little twist. Because it's not necessarily yeah. just undead and spirits. This is a nice little, yeah, nice little twist of yeah, things that creep around in the shadows. Yeah, it's it's dominate beast, but only for like creepy nighttime stuff. Yeah, bats and nocturnal owls things. and krill worms and and nocturnal flying things. <laughs> uh, so it's very sh- I can't say shoehorned, but it's very narrow focused yeah. pigeonhole. That's the word I was looking for. Pigeonhole, dispel magic, because of course that's just an yeah, obvious th- thing you'd like to have. Yeah, this is this is. You know, it it is not core to the Nethermancer, but like many magician disciplines, it makes sense if you're going to have somebody that is going for a more scholastic, um, scholarly, uh, pseudo-wizard type approach like Virag. Mm-hmm. Having Dispel Magic can be very handy. Yeah, because wizards get it at first circle as a discipline yeah, talent. Yeah, wizards, so. wizards get it as a discipline talent. Everybody else gets it as an option, Yeah, um, I think. And I think it, it, can, it can come in handy. Yeah, it's dispelling magic, for pity's sakes. Yes, elementalists get it as a journeyman talent option. Okay. Illusionists, and I think, get it at novice. Illusionists also get it as a journeyman talent Oh, is it journeyman? Um, yeah. Okay. Staring right at it. Page 99, dispel magic, journeyman talent for illusionists. Yeah, yeah. You're right. So you're another right. get it as a, as a novice talent option. So wizards yeah. get it as a discipline talent, and another manchers get it as an option. At, as an as a novice option, yeah. yeah. Virag did so. Virag did take dispel magic again because I I kind of I like that stuff that wizards can do to mess with that, and so yes. I think I took it as my as my second circle discipline talent, uh, yeah. my second circle option because at first circle I took another matrix Fair. because I like having spells. Oh no, kidding! But I I like the fact that having dispel magic so early in the progression as an option for nether mancers just is that I'm. Just gonna mess with you in ways you don't want me to mess with you, because <laughs> that's what other answers I think are about. Yeah, but that's me personally. Uh, of course, you have the option for read and write language. Yep, um, useful if you're useful. going to be care diving and looking into old tomes and trying to find out information uh, out of old books and, and things like that. Again, maybe slanted a little bit more toward the the scholarly and, and research angle of things. Yes. But read and write language was a standard talent available to all magicians in earlier editions. Um, and so it is in there as an option for the Nethermancers. Yes. And it, even with the overhaul that fourth edition is, I still find it just right up the alley of all the spellcasters who are more mm-hmm. learned than most as far as reading is concerned and history and things like that. So read and write language makes sense to me as well as speak language because. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you might be talking to ancient the, the spirits of ancient orcs in Carafad or, mm-hmm. you know, any number of other things dealing with, with beings um, that are not subject necessarily to the spirit talk talent, um, but you might still want to be able to communicate with. And, um, you know, being able to, to do so can be beneficial, useful. Yes, absolutely. Of course, there's another standard matrix in there. Standard in matrix. That's <laughs> a, yeah. In case you want one, which you don't need to, um, especially if you're going to be looking at like using spell matrix items and whatnot, yeah. but y- that, that allows you to potentially have three spells banked and ready to go at first circle instead of just two, which can be instead of just two, which can be, which can be handy. Yeah. It's a 50% bonus you know, on that de- one. <laughs> yeah. De- I mean, depending on, depending on your approach, it might be something that you wait until a little bit later, um, mm-hmm. in your progression. Um, it's possible, depending on the game, that you might not need to take the talent at all if there's other stuff that you want to do. So. Absolutely. Because, again, avoid blow is a good thing. Just kidding. Two left. In the talent options for novice uh, level, stealthy stride. Yep. Uh, spooky shadow sneaking around, being quiet. Um, and creepy. 
<laughs> yeah, that that's kind of why that's in there. Noisy and creepy is not a thing. Quiet and creepy is a thing. Yeah, quiet, quiet and creepy. <laughs> you know, being being kind of kind of ghostly and and the the association with shadows and things like that. Things that go bump in the night. Kind of kind of goes along with that. Yeah. So most of these that we've listed off have been kind of, I can't say generic, but they've been options for a lot of other disciplines. Suppress yeah. curse. Suppress curse kind of goes along the lines with dispel magic. Yes. Um, as being something that is like kind of messes with magical stuff. Really a bit more flavorful for Nethermancers compared to dispel magic. Because Suppress Curse is the one that allows you to at least temporarily get rid of any kind of negative magical effect that might be affecting someone. Yeah. Whereas Dispel Magic is only can only affect spells and talents, Suppress Curse can do anything. And when you're going to be dealing with undead and horrors and mm-hmm. the negative stuff that they might bring to bear, Dispel Magic will not work, but Suppress Curse would. Yeah, and uh, that is that is the other optional talent that Virag has is suppress curse. I think it was dispel magic at second and suppress curse at third. And I finally broke down and picked up command night fire at fourth, so I could get those cool spells. Absolutely, because weaponsmiths don't get suppress curse until third circle as a discipline talent. But yeah. other managers get it as an option if you want first, second, third, right, whatever the case may be. Yeah. So a very solid framework to build on for yeah. your first four circles for you know it, you 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 kind of are are looking at um with the the nethermancer the the options are you going to be going with a sort of more spell and magic focused direction where you take an additional matrix dispel magic suppress curse command night flyer because it gives you access to some some cool spells are you going to go maybe a little bit more scholarly with the with the language talents um are you going to make yourself perhaps a little bit more survivable with like avoid blow uh, awareness you know arcane mutterings is nice as as a as a good yeah as a good kind of social aspect nethermancers don't tend to be social the way that (laughs) troubadours or swordmasters or weaponsmiths tend to be but they can they they can kind of if need be uh (laughs) go into the a little bit of the the social game um, yeah. Not a huge amount, but, but no. uh, you know, Arcane Mutterings is one of those things that's kind of uh, along those lines. Yeah, since we just talked about interactions, I'd, I'd start off most Nethermancers uh, like maybe one step lower on the interaction test because they're going to come off as just creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how they present themselves, but that's just me. Uh, okay, moving on to Fifth Circle, where, uh, again, a lot of things happen to a lot of disciplines at Fifth Circle. Yep. So when you finally get there and hit that plateau, they get another free talent, which is the Adept's free standard matrix is upgraded to an enhanced matrix. Yes, one of them. And it'll hold a thread, correct? Yes. Making right? sure I get that right. Because this is our fourth time through this one. So yeah, <laughs> making sure I remember that correctly. I always have to look at the matrix types. That's just me. And of course, they get a, a karma ability. I'm going to skip one. They get the ability to spend karma on to increase the target's penalty from a spell you're casting by two. Mm-hmm. So, like for example, um, the w- the first circle Nethermancer spell Spirit Dart mm-hmm. imposes a penalty to uh, b- 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 Mystic Armor. Flipping to it in the book, I'm pretty sure it's, there it's it, is. it reduces Mystic Armor. You are correct. Okay, so it normally does a, a minus two to Mystic Armor. You could spend a Karma point to increase that penalty from two to four. Yeah, done. And there are other there are other talents obviously that that apply penalties and whatnot, but yeah. that's as long what as the, the spell intent hits. is for that. Yeah, yada yada yada. Uh, so the spell has to hit first, otherwise, spend the extra point of karma. It's worth everything for a plus two. Is, is, is if you take their their defense that way, that's just hard to do otherwise. Then they get blood summon, which again just sounds creepy. Yeah, the adept may take blood magic damage equal to the strength rating of a spirit being summoned to gain an extra success on a summon test. Yep. Because the result of the of the summon test determines, I don't remember now off the top of my head. <laughs> not something Virag has done often. Virag has actually not done it very often. One hour per success. Okay, so yeah. Taking that blood magic damage, the Nethermancer can guarantee that the spirit sticks around longer. Basically, one success on the summon test has the spirit stay for an hour. Each additional success is an additional hour. So by taking that blood magic damage, the Nethermancer can make the the spirit show up for two hours minimum, mm-hmm. even longer if they if they roll 
and, and do whatever is needed at the time. So that is conjuring help because, of course, yes. to go along with blood summon, your discipline talent is summon ally spirits. Right. And so, this basically yeah. allows the Nethermancer to perform a ritual um, that allows them to call a spirit from the netherworlds to perform a service for them. Yeah. And we'll get into summoning the spirits in another episode. In another episode, yeah. It's on. It's slated. I have it in there somewhere. So at fifth circle, they get the talent bump from standard to, to enhanced matrix. They get the karma to increase the target's penalty from a spell you're casting. They get the blood summon ability to take they get the discipline, discipline talent power, to summon yeah. ally spirits. And the ability to summon yeah. spirits. And then, of course, you get an option in there as well. So really, you get five things at fifth circle. Yeah, fifth, I mean, fifth, <laughs> fifth circle is the fifth circle is, is get the there. Yeah, fifth circle is big for everybody gets a bunch of stuff at, at fifth circle once you hit that journeyman tier. Oh, absolutely. So sixth circle is kind of a letdown. Then we move on to sixth circle. <laughs> it's kind of a letdown. Well, no. Because you get, no, because you get another bonus to you mystic get, defense. No, because you get you get another bonus to mystic defense, which is and, nice. And but and you also course, get will force. will force. Which is the badassness of spellcasting. Which is the, which is the damage, sort of the damage and effect boosting ability for magicians. This is uh, your This oomph. is where they're... Yeah, this is where the, the real oomph for your spells comes into play. Exactly. And I love Will Force. It is fantastic. Seventh Circle, they get another bonus to their Mystic Defense, now up to... Nope, nope. They get the bonus to their Mystic the armor. armor. I'm sorry. I did read that incorrectly. My eyes went back up to Sixth yep. Circle. So now they get a bonus to Mystic okay. Armor. This is not the only spellcasting discipline to get that, correct? Mm, uh, in the first eight circles... In the first eight circles, I want to say... Wizard... Uh, wizard gets it at seventh as well. Yes. But, okay. Uh, elementalist and illusionist do not. Right. In my book, it's actually bolded under wizard. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I know. I just noticed that as well. <laughs> but then they get the really cool discipline talent of orbiting spy. Orbiting spy, which is basically a a specific summon talent. Like it basically summons a spirit that floats up in the air and provides a bonus to you noticing stuff. Again, maybe not. So necessary, perhaps, to take awareness because of that. <laughs> well, you can take awareness until you get to seventh circle, then kind of discard it. But it's a while before yeah, you get to basically, seven. Basically, you use the orbiting spy step as the perception step for the spirit. Yes. And it so, lasts for one hour per success against a, a difficulty six test. Yeah, that's not too hard to roll. And it can see into the astral plane as well as the physical world. Which is awesome. Which is which is helpful, um, <laughs> considering that at least for the time being, our scout, uh, the player had to to drop out for a bit, and we don't really have a scout anymore. Um, I have a orbiting scout spy actually in. just became <laughs> orbiting spy just became available to Virag since she just reached seventh circle. That is going to be yeah, very helpful. That's going to be handy. Yes. So you don't need me to hop in and play my my scout in your game because you've, no. you've got orbiting spy now. I I've, I've got a, I've got a ghosty scout. I've been replaced. Scout. I've already been replaced. Got a ghost scout. Before I could be recruited, I was replaced. Just teasing. So eighth circle, you get a another bonus to your mystic defense, adding to a plus three yep. at the moment. Bring so total to a plus three. You get a plus one social, plus three mystic, and a plus one mystic armor. So it's, it's you get a three and a one and a one. Well, it's so. the it's the it's the it's the three one it's the three one standard defense bonuses that you see on everybody except the swordmaster. Yes. So and and then you get hold thread, which is the standard magician eighth circle talent for um, everybody except wizards because wizards get it at seventh, which basically allows you to do a thread and within certain restrictions kind of hold that thread ready. So if you don't want to cast the spell right away, you don't necessarily lose it and have to reweave the thread. Yeah, you just kind of hold it in place for, for when you need it. So snap your fingers and go. So I don't see any, anything as far as discipline talents to argue with because summon, will force, orbiting spy is just cool and hold thread because those are all standard wizard or standard spellcaster things to have. So let's go down yep, the options. With a, with a cup, yeah, and, and, and obviously you get the, the Nethermancer specific stuff with their summon and orbiting spy. Mm -hmm. And then you get your standard kind of magician spellcasting boosts from will force and, and hold thread. Yeah. So the options we can go through are astral interference, because, of course, if you can see into the astral plane. Yeah, well, this is this is uh, this was a talent created mainly for wizards that allows them to throw down like an interference pattern to make it more difficult for anybody to cast spells within the area. Yeah. Again, another mancers are just the I'm going to disrupt your stuff. <laughs> yeah. Wizards get a spell called baseline subtraction that allows them to get around the the interference of 
uh, of, like that. Uh, of that, of Astral Interference, mm-hmm. which is a discipline talent for Wizards at Fifth Circle. Um, Nethermancers get it because it, with their familiarity and understanding of Astral Space, it makes sense that they would potentially be able to throw down that field, but it affects them just as much as it affects uh, everybody else. I can see the escalating Whereas arms Wizards race. have a way of getting around that. I can see the escalating arms race between Wizards and Nethermancers in that case. So <laughs> my wizard says, nay, banish. Because, of course, if you can summon, banish. you should be able to banish. Yeah, you can summon, you should be able to banish. But it's it's an option uh, because you might not, depending on how you approach your interactions with spirits, you might not need to do that. It doesn't work against horrors and horror constructs or, or Fair. those sorts of things. Yeah. Just works against spirits. It's kind of like having all but fire it's, spells. It's something, I mean, if you've got, yeah, if, if you've got, you know, if you're going to be dealing with spirits, perhaps that is something that, that would be useful as an option. Well, it's kind of like having all fire spells and no snuff. So, yeah, Virag has it. <laughs> blood share. Blood share, that kind of plays into the blood magic theme. That's one that is normally looked at for cavalrymen and um, beastmasters, yeah. where you can uh, share damage, draw damage from a from a mount or ally onto yourself mm-hmm. and potentially go the other way. Optional for Nethermancers just because of the whole blood magic kind of thing yeah. that is kind of thematic for them. And um, a little creepy, you have to admit. <laughs> but that's why it's creepy there. that's why it's there but that's why yeah that is why it's exactly there. and again an enhanced matrix another you know another matrix virag took enhanced matrix as her fifth circle option because she likes to have i spells. like taking matrices yes i like to have i like to have spells took banish as sixth circle and I think I took Lionheart as seventh, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. So Enhanced Matrix obviously speaks for itself, as we mentioned, because one of your standard gets enhan- gets upgraded to Enhanced at Fifth Circle. And then Life Sight. Life Sight uh, is a talent that is a specialization type of thing of, of Astral Sight um, it use, uh, that basically allows you to see living things. Um, and it has the advantage that Astral Sight can't really see through stuff. Life Sight can allow you to see living things that might be hidden behind a non-living thing. Nice. So potentially with life sight, if somebody, if like a thief is hiding behind a wall or around a corner a or something like that, in a wardrobe. or in a chest, you know, life sight could potentially see them. And that would be one. And it can also, I think, provide information about the relative health and vitality and well-being of the person and vitality of the person that you're seeing. Yes. So if you're taking someone as another man, so this is actually something that, that doesn't really crop up much in their talent distribution until now Mm -hmm. but nethermancers do have some have a have a common secondary approach of people taking physician or often being this the sort of healer um they get a couple of really really nice healing spells they get last chance oh yeah a spell that can potentially bring people back from the dead they get recovery as a higher circle spell that gives people a bonus to recovery tests um they get aspect of the cruel physician which is a uh like a healing spell with a cost so it's because of their association with life and death and magic and blood and things like that, it is not uncommon for, for them to have kind of a, of a healing or physician-y uh, approach as well. And Life Sight kind of plays into that theme. Cool. I all of a sudden want to make a, an orc named Kev for my Nethermancer. Oh, he's Kevorkian. <laughs> really bad joke. Had to say it. Sorry. Had to go there. Then yes, moving on to Lionheart. Lionheart, this is a this is a uh, anti fear ability. It is common for uh, if you are playing with talent crisis type rules. It is not uncommon for Nethermancers to suffer a talent crisis if they succumb to fear. Mm. You know, I, I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings eternal sleep. <laughs> I think I might not be getting that exactly close, exactly right, but it's close. Um, and so Lionheart, especially where. I cause fear. I you don't know, feel lion, fear. Yeah, li- Lionheart is useful just as a as a way of boosting against any kind of fear or intimidation effect. Yeah, always good. Research, because again, research. Yeah, uh, if you're going to be going with a with a more scholarly sort of leaning more towards the the wizard scholarly magical type, it might be worthwhile to have as you go digging in through through libraries and collections of ancient tomes to learn information about astral denizens and the nether realms and things like that. Yeah. If you'd like to be able to read from the book of the dead in the movie, the mummy with Brendan Fraser, then yes, research. Well, that would be read and write language. Well, there's that. Uh, (laughs) 
If you want to be able to find the Book of the Dead amongst a whole bunch of other books and scrolls, Better said. that would be research. Better said. Yes. Spirit mount, because that's just freaking cool for another man's day. Because, it, yeah, because it's some, <laughs> because it allows you to summon a, a, a ghost horse that you can ride. That's just awesome. Which is awesome. This has got to play a little awesome in there. I, I haven't decided yet what I might take from my eight circle option because I'm not there yet. But I was looking long and hard at whether I wanted to take Spirit Mount as my option at seventh. But no, Spirit Mount is cool. The only drawback to Spirit Mount is that it isn't particularly durable. Fair. But that's okay because once it's gone, you can call it back. It's not. Would it have saved you falling off of the airship, though? I don't think so because it can't fly. Okay. To double check. I think there I know maybe in previous editions there were knacks that allowed you to have the spirit mount be able to fly or like ride over water which it normally can't do Fair. but yeah I think you need to I don't know if those are in fourth offhand and whether they like what rank they're available at no, okay. so no because of the circle that I was at the time it was not not gonna save you it, it would not it would not have it would not have helped me I don't fair how about the double check? Besides, it's more cool to turn into a giant snowy owl. Absolutely. I'm okay with that. Yeah, Spirit Mount. We'll get to next in another show. It's coming up soon. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get, we'll there. get into we'll next another time. Steely Stare. Steely Stare. This is commonly seen as a uh, Sky Raider talent. Mm-hmm. Sky Raider, who we actually have not talked about. One of the few that we have not gotten to we'll yet. get there. Um, but this is, this is along the lines with um, Frighten. Yes. This is basically like an intimidation test. The difference being that this targets social defense, um, where instead of mystic defense, and it doesn't apply penalties, it just prevents the target from doing anything against the the adept. This is basically like the, you know, shoot them the look and they kind of will not, they won't. It's This, this is the mom look. You know you're in trouble this when your is, mom yeah, gives is, you this, this look from across the, the room. Look. You should stop doing whatever you're doing. Admittedly. Admittedly, for Virag, this might be very appropriate. <laughs> Since she's the, the den mother. But there was, other stuff, there was other stuff that I wanted instead. <laughs> yeah. So you'll get back to this one. Uh, and then, of course, Tenacious Weave, because that's just... Tenacious Weave, yeah, that's the one that allows you to boost the, the dispel difficulty of your spells. Um, since Nethermancers don't have a lot of long-term buffs or enhancements, they have some. And so, you know, Tenacious Weave is, is worthwhile. But um, it's, you know, it kind of plays into the theme that you have similar to like Dispel Magic and Suppress Curse and things like that that can that can enhance your um, your spell casting and magical manipulation ability. Yeah. So I think it makes for all of those options make for a very well-rounded version of whatever Nethermancer you have in mind to play because you can mix and match. You have the ability to, to fill in a little bit some of the the, you know. Again, depending on the the style of campaign and what sorts of encounters and stuff that you're going to be having, and the makeup of your party, and the makeup of your party, there are there are things in there that can be uh, worthwhile um, for a, a lot of groups. If you if you don't have a uh, a troubadour, for example, you know you could look at picking up uh, the read and write language um, to be able to to read stuff that normally the the troubadour might default to to doing. Yeah. Get some research in there, maybe, if you want to be more scholarly, as you said. Research or, you know, yeah, or if if you're going up against a lot of, like, name-giver adepts and groups and stuff like that, you're in a kind of a more of a, of an urban or, or city-based game. Dispel magic, um, speak language, you know, things like that that could come in handy in those. Yeah, there's a, there's a few different uh, approaches, but all of them ultimately play into the, like, the, the core discipline abilities of the Nethermancer are all about the... Strength of will, kind of spooky aspect of things. No, I'm okay with that. Uh, how do you yeah, think? Oh, they I'm totally okay I know you're. I know you're okay with that because you play one. How do you think they compare to a first or second or third edition Nethermancer? Now that we've got fourth edition, the first eight circles run through. Um, do they feel any handicapped? Are they more broadened? Are they a little bit more buff than they used to be? Or what's your Feeling I, I did not play. I, I really did not play a whole lot of Nethermancers in in earlier editions, mainly because I kind of game mastered a lot. Fair. I think that I think that the that the options that you have available uh, allow a little bit more flexibility in terms of the of the style that you're going with. Again, Virag was, was sort of conceived a, a little bit against type and not being quite so 
like spooky and standoffish. Yeah. Kind of conceived of her as a little bit more um, social and enjoying the finer things in life because she understands that, you know, when this is done, you move on to other things, but you should enjoy the time that you've got now. Mm-hmm. And so there's that aspect of it, but also leaning into the 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 wizard style uh, a little bit because I really like those wizard abilities to mess with magic and you know dispel magic and suppress oh, curse totally. and, and things like that to to go into the more like scholarly I know things uh, about magic mm-hmm. kind of approach, which plays into my strengths as someone who has done a lot of work understand like playing in the magic system both as a player and a designer and all of that sort of thing so fair enough any final thoughts i i i think that (laughs) nethermancers are are really really cool i have been having a lot of fun playing one uh in the the legends of earth dawn podcast uh and i look forward to continuing to play her now that she is is seventh circle absolutely i think that some of the stuff that I said with regards to the elementalist um, holds true for the Nethermancer as well with regards to spirits. Mm-hmm. And I think if you've got it, – it's not strictly required, but I think if you've got a, a Nethermancer in your game and you're a game master, you probably want to look at spirits and maybe having more like free-roaming spirits and stuff as things that they can encounter and interact with and deal with in their earlier circles before they get into – uh, fifth circle and the actual ability to to summon them. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind. I am reluctant to encourage game masters to be nasty about people not wanting to deal with nethermancers because of their reputation within the setting. Fair. But that is that is something that you should work out and and like talk about with your player if they're making a, a nethermancer character. Yeah. Like how how hard a time do you want to have of it? Fair. Yeah. Cause these are all meant to be heroes. So Nethermancers are heroes and building a heroic legend as well. So, but anybody can be a bad guy if they really want to be an NPC that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Nether, Nethermancers do make fan, like fantastic stereotypical villains in some respects because, uh, because of the association with horrors and undead and horror constructs. Mm-hmm. It is very easy to have them be bad guys. Yeah. Uh, and also their kind of social reputation and social position in the setting can, can make them like, because of their focus and study of distant places of, of distant realms and other planes and dimensions might make them a little bit callous or unfeeling about, you know, people in the, in the, living, the regular world, the living. <laughs> yeah. No, no I, I think I think Nethermancers are great. They are tied with wizards for my favorite magician discipline. Fair. Just because of the of the role playing and the the cool stuff that, that you can do with them. I agree. Um, I have a wizard and I like him a lot. So never made another mancer, but I've, I've run one or two of them through the setting. So they're always fun to play. But other than that. We'll get to the higher circles of Nethermancers in an episode further down the road, as we will do with all the other. Yeah, we'll talk we about we'll talk about their spells. We actually talked more about the Nethermancer spells <laughs> in this episode than we talked about the spells for any of the other disciplines in theirs, mainly because I know those spells, the spells having been playing a Nethermancer and yes. and the the interactions yes. there. So a little bonus, and also because there. I, uh, you know, the the. Um, you know, the wizard gets a couple of spells that tie into Astral Sight. The Nethermancer gets spells that tie into Frighten and Command Nightflyer. Yeah. So, you know, those are those are things I think that deserve mention when you're talking about those talents so that people are aware uh, of, of their existence. Yeah, so, so when you pick those talents, you know, go pick those spells at the same time and really one can play off the next and you can stack all that stuff up and really look more badass than yeah. usual. Otherwise, folks, that kind of kills this hour for us. So I think we've got, I can't say beat Nethermancers to death. Ha ha. But we got close. So if you have any questions for us, please feel free to email us at edsgpodcast at gmail.com. Any final thoughts, Josh? And as always, yeah, like, share, subscribe. Um, make the algorithm work. Oh, and welcome to 10,000 plays for, for you and me. Yes. Uh, since the last recording session, we have now had 10,000 plays slash downloads according to the metrics from the site. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Uh, we are coming up on actually almost a year since we started. Yes. Here before too much longer. We're going to try not to run out of content. 
we, well, I don't think we're in any immediate danger of that, no. but we might have to start thinking about we're coming up on a year. Maybe we can like find something special to do. Charge uh, money? Or, no. Or something. No. Kidding. <laughs> well. I'm having fun. Yeah, I'm having fun, too. You know, it's 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 anyway. No. Yeah. So uh, Facebook, Twitter, forums, Discord, you know where to find all of those places now. that I mention, like every episode, yeah. uh, you know where to find us. And if you don't, you're not looking hard enough, Fair enough. as Dan is fond of Absolutely. saying. Absolutely. So until next time, it is time for you to go raise your legend from the undead, maybe reclaim it. I don't know. Summon that ally spirit for your legend and your brother. <laughs> See you next time. Good night, everybody.